This is your midweek special. This is Run Talk. It's the first time we've done Run Talk. I'm catching up with the guru in the world of athletics, Matt Williams. Hey, before I uh, let him introduce himself a little bit once we get started in this conversation, let me tell you why I got Matt on here. Matt's a great mate of mine, one of the closest mates I've got on the face of this little sexy planet. He's a, he's a good friend of mine since back in 2007 we met. I'll let him tell you the story in a second. Honestly, like, if there's one thing that you need to know about the sport of athletics, don't go to Google. It might not find the results you need. You need to go to the guru, Matty Williams. That's why him, I got him on the show. I, uh, I thought this must be, might be a nice little added feature. Rather than just interviewing a, an athlete every week and finding out about training and um, all the little goodies they have to share, I thought it'd be great just to catch up, have a chat with a, with a mate of mine about what we're interested in in the world of athletics at the moment. We've got a little show format set out. Um, we did our best with the segues, but we finished the podcast and said, oh, that needs work. So um, go easy on us if the segues are horrendous. Um, we were trying. We did our best. Conversations were great. I Just quietly, I really like the structure of this show. I uh, did a little bit of planning. I looked at it. I thought, man, this would be this would be good, good to listen to. So I hope you feel the same way. Tell me if you love it. Tell me what you like about it. Tell me what we could add to it. Um, Obviously, you guys are guiding the way we go. You're the you're the ones we're making it for. So, um, yeah, we cover a whole heap of good stuff. Pretty pretty sure that's it. I think that's all I needed to say. Let me introduce to you the guru. He hates that title, but I'm making it stick. It's Maddie Williams. Run talk with the guru. How are you feeling? Pretty nervous, actually. This is the first time I've ever been on a podcast. Mate, it suits you to a T. <laughs> we'll see. This is honestly what the guru's cut out for. Oh, I can't believe people are going to be listening to this, to be honest. I know you're not happy with the title guru. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but it's what you deserve. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Last, <laughs> so funny. Every, um, every time, I know I mentioned this to you before, but every time, I can't remember his name. We watch one of the stats guys on the, the footy show talk constantly about numbers <laughs> and figures and races and times. And I... I always say to Jesse, I'm like, babe, this is Maddie Williams to a T. <laughs> so when I started this podcast, I thought, all right, I'm having run talk with the guru because it's exactly what we needed to do. I feel like I might be overestimating my accuracy just with my levels of confidence though sometimes in what I say. So we'll find out. People, so, are, people will fact check anyway. Well, hopefully, no one has, <laughs> hopefully no one has the internet <laughs> to double yeah, check you. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good, man. It's good. I, um, I thought it might, might be nice before we get too far into it, just to give everyone a little bit of an overview of, of who Maddie Williams is. I think they yeah. sort of know me now because we're six episodes yeah. in, so I feel like I've had some time to, to share about um, you know, <laughs> where I'm from, what I do. But Maddie Williams is, um, Faria, how, how do you explain the great man Maddie? Well, I've lost my anonymity as we speak now, I guess. But um, I, I was a bit of a hack runner back in the day. I think I met you, I reckon, in yeah, 2007. Yes. So you just moved to Ballarat, and I moved up there from Geelong for uni. And um, I remember I was about three weeks into living on res and I thought, I'd done a bit of running in high school and I was thinking, oh, I need to get fit. I was living a pretty average lifestyle for those first three weeks. <laughs> and um, so I just uh, sent an email out to the coach we used to have back in the day and uh, Rod Griffin. Mm-hmm. And, um, the great man. That's it. And he sent me an email saying, you know, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Come along on a Tuesday evening for a bit of a session. So came along to the grass oval and shook hands with almost everyone from the group. There was one notable... Absentee, that was a Tice just gave me nothing at the start. And I thought, all right, you know, he's pretty, pretty focused. We did the session and I couldn't tell you what it was, but 
you know, I struggled. I was off the back. I don't think I'd run a step in about 20 days or something. And, um, and in the, uh, we, you know, we're warming down and everyone's getting around me, you know, learning my story. And uh, Tice is just warming down 10 metres off the front of the, off the pack and just uh, giving us all nothing. And what was I doing? Nothing. You know, you did the warm down thing and straighten your car and off. And I was like, nice to meet did you, Did I talk to you that day at all? No. But I'm I mean, really intimidated. <laughs> intimidated by me like 30 seconds off the back of every rep so I, have we fact checked this story I feel like yeah that, that definitely happened did it well there are a couple of others there so maybe we do need to send a few messages Damn, I'm there. disappointed in myself because I thought I was a better well it worked out well well six then, months later I was living in your lounge room floor so that's a good point yeah. that's a good point me, <laughs> you, me you and Ben to me the yeah. ultimate trio well it was technically his lounge room wasn't it it was his lounge room yeah we should have, <laughs> we should have looked after that better so that's how we uh, that's how we originally <laughs> met and um it's funny. I think, obviously, I've I've finished up my running career now. You're still you're still keeping pretty fit. I'm still keeping fit as well. Yeah, but probably well, not, not running as much as I once was. I haven't raced in five years. I'm yeah. I'm just sort of keeping fit. I love the sport. Like I love what it brings. I I, I definitely a fan of the sport. And um, yeah, I just really love the intrinsic value that it brings. But yeah, not racing. Wouldn't say I'm still yeah heavily involved. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I like about the idea of this podcast is. I reckon um, uh, when we when we do this, I like the idea of having conversations with with athletes from from all around Australia. Like we've got plenty of good athletes that are yeah. coming on here soon. Yeah. But I also love the idea of just sitting back as two um, not commentators, but just two guys <laughs> who love the sport and yeah. just sharing our our ideas, our views. And um, I've got a little I've got a little show format set out here with some interesting topics that I'm excited to pick your brain about. So just as a bit of an idea to, to those of you who are who are tuned in now. I'm thinking uh, me and the guru, Matty Williams, are gonna <laughs> are gonna try and do this. I'm not sure how often just yet. Maybe maybe once a fortnight, maybe once every few weeks. I'm not sure about that nickname sticking out, <laughs> yeah. so we'll see. <laughs> that can be our listening question. What do you think of the guru? Um, but it'd just be a, a cool chance to sit down, talk about all things running and uh, and hear your perspective as well. Because I think if there's one thing I love about building the sport, there's 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 so much to talk about, there's so many good stories, there's so many interesting stories. Yeah. And far out from twelve years of knowing you, I know you've got some some great opinions on <laughs> on a lot of these things. So I reckon the uh, the world the world deserves oh, to hear it. I hope so. I hope they enjoy it. Well, far out. What I've got written here and highlighted is uh, is is stage one of this program. I love it that we're just learning on the fly. I know, I know. Uh, recent running news. I tell you what, we've got some we've got some good running news what, to what cover. Are we, what a week to start. I mean, there's just well, where do you start? That's a good point. Because like, I was looking at what we had written down, and I was thinking, well, what's the biggest thing that's happened in the last week? I, Seriously, which, where, where do yeah. you start? Where do you start? And I'm glad actually we started now and not in a month's time because, like you said before, <laughs> we possibly picked the best time in running yeah. history oh. to to start this podcast. Almost, I, I could not think of a, a bigger week because because some of the stuff which is being lost in the news this week is unbelievable, just in the, the pure scale of it. So, can we just can we just state the obvious? Can we say yeah. what? Can we say what everyone knows we're going to say Go and what it. deserves to be said? <laughs> All right, one hour fifty nine forty. Ridiculous. Here we go, Elliot Kipchoge. Ridiculous. I, I think what got me about that is is I, I was sitting at home with my partner streaming it on YouTube on my TV, and my partner would not be able to name an Olympian Olympic distance runner, none of them, and yet she was glued to the TV for two hours. I, it, unbelievable the event, unbelievable how it got the general population and public talking about athletics. Like they mentioned it on the project, they mentioned it on almost every news service, and. It's almost a shame it took that, but at the same time, I think we need to own that as a real positive in the sport of athletics as well. Yeah. But you're insane. Like, what, what did you think? I was at a Bucks night the other night, yeah. exactly like what you just said. I was sitting with blokes who definitely weren't runners, and I actually yeah. I mentioned this to Sean on the podcast yesterday. Um, 
I said that we were we were sitting there at dinner drinking a glass of wine, and one of my mates who's definitely not a runner said, "Oi, what do you think of Kip yeah. Choga's one hour fifty nine? Like, I think you, like we've never <laughs> none of my conversations with this bloke had ever started with a yep. running question. Yep. Um, so the fact that it sort of permeated mainstream culture is uh, is is a really interesting. The fact that the project had a little snippet of it, I thought, yeah. is um, is, is interesting, mate. Well. Saying the obvious, okay, it's uh, it's been a really interesting time just to to look at the story because I mean there's a there's a million different perspectives on what yep. is an incredible achievement. Yeah. Um, and uh, far out, I, I think there, there's a lot of different angles we could take the conversation on. But I think first and foremost is the mindset that you have to be able to have to to, to run an hour fifty nine, something that no human's ever done before. Yeah. Is an incredible is an incredible thing. And I look at Ali Kipchoge and I go, okay, there's something about this guy. Um, when it comes to mindset, when it comes to self-belief, when it comes to running performance, you've done, stating the obvious, something which is is just mind-blowing, incredible. It is incredible. I think if you, regardless of how fit you are, if you go down to your local gym or local park and you try to run for two hours at a level which from the very beginning is at an uncomfortable threshold, the mental strength it takes to do that is so far beyond you know what is actually comprehensible mm-hmm. but to do that running two minute 50 kilometers i just it it's it's hard to fathom it, it really is it's you know running a two minute 50 kilometer when you're fit is impressive mm-hmm. but you know just the general public i think are actually starting to comprehend how quick that is and they're the conversations i have with my friends you know that i've had friends who have gone down to a local park try to run a sub three kilometer and actually you know <laughs> realize what's involved and I like that because it does give a bit of the um, impression of how hard a, a task that actually, yeah. Yeah, it's happens. a great challenge actually. Yeah. Like if you're new to running out there and you're interested to find out how fast it is, go down to your local track. You Run got one. Two, yeah, yeah. you've got two and a half laps. Yep. Try and do it in two minutes and 50 <laughs> seconds. What's been funny is uh, there's a few YouTube videos out there where vloggers have, actually there was one great one. I can't remember who made it. Um, Nick Simmons did one. Did he? So Nick Simmons has a YouTube channel. And for those of you who aren't aware, he's a... Uh, Olympic finalist over 800 metres, and he's retired now, but only a couple of years outside of the sport. And so he thought he would go down, and he's basically, if you just search him on YouTube, you'll find this. His challenge to himself was, how long could I keep this pace up for? And he ran a kilometre, and he was on the ground exhausted. And this is a man that's run 142, I think. Yeah. So that is, I think that gives it some form of, well, you know what? Mm -hmm. This is an amazing, amazing achievement. Yeah. And just the quality of the athletes that he had around him paints the picture of how fast they oh. was like. Um, it's just, <laughs> yeah. even the Aussie guys, you look at, again, I spoke about this with Sean yesterday, but the Inga Britsons, you had Matt Centrowich, you had Stuart McSwain, Pat yep. Tin, and Jack Rayner. Yep. Um, gee, I'm sure there's a hundred other names that I'm not including, but um, yeah, it's been it's been fun just to, to watch the, the general public just try and take on, yeah, try and understand just how fast it is. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Um obviously like where there's where there's light there's shadows and it's been interesting as well just to, to yeah. see the flip side of the conversation and something that um, i know is frustrating a lot of people in the sport that it even has to be raised but i think honestly uh, with a sport like running and with the amount of uh, stories that have come out of yep. you know of kenya and just athletics in general yeah. just kenya america with yep. salazar just getting done unfortunately I, I hate the idea of being cynical like i i was a bloke who with lance armstrong i had him back as far as he could go that he was clean and that he was <laughs> i remember it, these conversations oh, right went down with you <laughs> yeah. oh, and it just it, it frustrated me so much yeah. because i want to i want to have belief in the human potential yeah. and the ability to do huge things like this yeah but obviously with any great achievement there's a there's a million different directions you can look and from shoes to performance enhancements well, to, i'll be honest i guess my biggest frustration 
was the fact that it wasn't done in a race. And with Berlin Marathon on the week before, I think everyone would have loved to have seen it done there. And even watching Bikili miss the world record by a couple of seconds just a week before this, I had a conversation with a friend that which which race was worth worth more? Which race, who raced better? Was it, you know Kenanisa Bikili or, or Kipchoge sub yeah. two? Which one was a better performance? Yeah. And I think that you can sit there and not have a definitive answer. I, I don't think is a great thing, but let's call it what it is. He ran one fifty nine. It's it just it sounds good. It is good. It's um yeah. And I mean, and then you start to look at the the shoes, the pacing, the all of the above. The how contrived I think the event was. And, yeah. But yeah, I don't mind it for the sake they were never going about it saying okay this is going to be a no, yeah. two hour race. Like yeah. I, I think what I love about it, if you're, if you're taking a look at the bright side of the story, you yeah. just mentioned then it was an hour fifty nine. Yeah. The goal was accomplished. Yeah. The bloody shoes will be selling in the moons as soon as they're released. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I've got to be honest. See, the, the, I don't mind the pacing aspect to it. I yeah. think the pacing aspect needed to be done, and they did it well. I have issues with the shoes. Really? I have massive issues with the shoes, yeah. Okay, do you want to talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. What's, the, what's the story there? Tell me. I, I honestly don't know a heap about the shoes. Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard enough to know that there's potentially an advantage in them. So I think... Worst case scenario, there's a 1% advantage, you know, best case or whichever, vice versa, whichever way you're looking at it, some people are saying upwards of 5%. But let's just say there's a, an advantage there, whatever it is. I, I, I struggle with the fact that not every athlete has access to this. Mm-hmm. And we can go into these arguments that, you know, for instance, every, you can, every athlete could potentially buy them. But my struggles are with one shoe company having a monopoly over this technology. And I'm not sure that's really in the spirit of competition. I was, uh, someone brought it up to me that it would be the equivalent of an Olympic discus or javelin final. And they bought their own javelin or they bought their own discus and it was, you know, maybe let's just say coated with something which made it more aerodynamic. But not every athlete had access to that. I think that there's not many parallels to it. And I think what makes athletics such a beautiful sport is that it's it's pure. You know, furthest you know, jump the longest, throw the furthest, run the fastest. Mm-hmm. And I think when there's even the discussion over technology being involved, it, it, it's unfortunate. And yeah. It is. It's, it's funny as well though, because yeah. um, the thing that frustrates me about it, or the thing that I find hard to, to understand is, is obviously a pair of shoes are usually going to be advantage over bare feet for most yeah. people. And it's that, okay, where does it start? Where does it stop? You're kind right. Of question. Yeah. Yeah. You're spot on. And, and what, what is the level of, you know, what, what, what's a shoe's purpose? Mm-hmm. And I think the rule in the IAAF actually says that the purpose has to be protection, mm-hmm. grip, and I think there's like a little bit of support. That's where it's allowed. But where's the limit with that? Is three carbon plates in the shoe and, you know, uh, air pockets. Mm-hmm. Is that, does that push it too far? Maybe. Whose fault is it? I'm not sure. And I think these are the philosophical questions that we're going to be asking ourselves. It's a good point. All right. So for yeah. now, it's a, it's a 159.40. A yeah. couple of little questions being asked about yeah. it. Fair enough. Ask the questions. Um, uh, to be honest, it's one of those sports where I'm, I, I welcome skepticism as long yep. as um, when, the, when the tests come back, they're always clean. And I know there's, there's ways that athletes have dodged yeah. that. But I think, yeah. honestly, for, for a bloke who's doing his best to remain um, positive about the sport... I think I can completely understand where the scepticism comes from. When you've seen yeah. so many athletes in recent years who like we've all looked up to and admired yeah. um, get done for drugs in some capacity, obviously when you see someone who's running faster than them all, you yeah. go, oh, okay, like, mm. okay, is there something else to this story? But for now, it's 159.40. The goal has been done. Yeah. Um, 
exciting times. Bloody and to be honest, I, I got a little <laughs> I got a little soft spot for Kip Joge as well. I I remember watching him getting up at midnight um, yeah. in the two thousand and one. 2003. It would have been three, mate. I think it was 2003. Yeah, yeah 2003, 5,000-meter final when he was a 17-year-old. Yeah. And watching his head wiggle down that home straight as he ran past Bikili or held off Bikili and ran past El Garouge. Yeah. I think his longevity almost is a little bit you know, alleviating to any questions that people might have because, mm-hmm. you know, you see these flash-in-the-pan athletes that come, you know, and they make a quick buck and then they disappear again. And, you, and they're the ones you often get suspicious about. But yeah. the longevity he's had throughout his whole career... And it makes sense. Like his success early on almost correlates to the world record that he holds. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't think I'm particularly suspicious of anything like that. I guess my questions are more so just a broader question of the sport about the technology. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. On the same subject as the marathon, the other big thing, uh, the other big story for the last couple of weeks, or last week, really. Yes, yes. Bridget Cosgrove has taken the women's marathon record by, what, just a lazy minute? <sighs> Yeah, maybe one more? of the best records in the book. Yeah, and and how much hadn't been touched fly in fly under the radar. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> wasn't even mentioned. I know, and I heard she went out at two ten pace, and that uh, that that is just unfathomable again. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, we think this is another philosophical question: which one was more impressive, Kipchoge's or Cosguys? Good question. That's <laughs> is there an question. answer? I'm not sure. Yeah. How are we measuring it? I guess that's a good question to ask around how we measure it. Like in 50 so, years, what do you, I guess in 50 years time, there is a ring to breaking two hours, but yeah. two hours is just an arbitrary number as well. It's so true. It so, is an arbitrary number, but yeah. I think there's something about it. Um, it. It's almost, and I know I've heard it being compared in the media to like uh, Edmund Hillary climbing Everest for the first time. Yeah. It was a physical fate. I think, I think on a pure marketability, <laughs> we're going to be saying that sub two hours was the biggest thing. But in terms of, from a runner's perspective, looking at two performances, yeah. far out. Well, it's a, it's yeah. definitely a conversation. How many, how many men's marathon records have been broken by a minute at a time? I'm not sure. Like that's a, there would have been a few in there, I think, but that was just so far and beyond levels of dominance that I think I've ever seen in, in women's marathoning. And I, Maybe it is comparable to when Radcliffe was at her peak. I'm not sure, I guess. What year did Radcliffe? Oh, I, I yeah. I couldn't tell you. I could probably find out here. Yeah, I, I do think it was It's quite a long-standing world record. And, and yeah, it was interesting, actually, uh, listening to Radcliffe after the, the record was broken. She was at the uh, at the event, and I, she she seemed far from pleased about the, the fact that her record went. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if people just expected a form of modesty, but maybe it was the competitiveness still coming out. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I, I thought it, it made me think if you know even if she was happy with the the way in which it was broken and the ease maybe. Yeah, yeah, the ease is a the ease is a good point. That's a good question. I uh, it would be hard to see that if I ever saw you break one of my PBs with a smile on your face and you weren't even puffing, <laughs> I would be disgusted enough at the fact that you'd beat my PB, let alone the fact you weren't breathing. I know, I know. How impressive is just watching an athlete like that though cross the line and almost look as if they're still not puffing after that? It, yes, it's just you know, it, it's that aerobically trained that it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure it's hurting. But. The, yeah, surely the guru's opinion, um, and obviously we have no facts to base our opinions on. This is purely just speculation. Yes, she clean or dirty? Well, she's managed by a manager who's obviously got quite a lot of dirty athletes. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it would be pure guesswork, yes. and I'm not sure that does anyone any favors or gives justice to the um, 
how impressive it actually was. Yeah, you're a wise man. The guru has <laughs> always been careful with his words, that's no exception. Um, hey, had a, had a couple of good little races locally. Actually, the Bernie 10 was, was ran this morning, and I wanted to throw a few of these names by just to th- see what you thought of some of the performances. Yeah, read, read them out. Um, all right, so I've got it open just here. Who have we got? All right, I'm going to read out the first. I'll read out the first five or six just because I've got a bloke that I really like who came fifth in this race. And I want yeah. to give him a big shout out because he's, he's one of the best blokes in Australia. <laughs> um, let's start, mate. The 1500 meter man stepped up. Geordie Williams, 2906 for the victory over Andy Buchanan. Yeah. How much did he beat Buchanan by? About a second. I reckon, okay. he's, I reckon he's dipped. He's got a good set of picks on him, little George. Yeah. So I reckon it, yeah. it could have just been a little dip at the line. And uh, these aren't measured in milliseconds. These are, I'd love to see a photo of that. These, yeah. are, these are purely on seconds. So it's 2906. Buchanan twenty nine oh seven um, dipped out by a uh, dipped out on the line. Jack Bruce twenty nine oh eight. Yeah, the big nipper's still going strong. Yeah, James Nippers. I remember him smoking me running at seven fifty five <laughs> in a three k when I ran eight ten. Yeah, was happy with that race, and I reckon he almost finished his cool down by the time I crossed the line. But that's a that's a solid run by him. The bloke I wanted to mention. Yeah, is a is a is a good friend of ours. I claim he's as a good friend. I haven't seen him a lot in the last few years. Um, Jack Davies is hitting some form in 29-12. Yeah, yeah, that is a decent form. He was a quite a good junior, but there was a few. He had a few tough years there, didn't he? He had a couple of bloody injury troubles, and yeah. I reckon I don't know. He must be twenty three. I reckon he's the same age as Stewie. Yeah, I remember them coming up around the same age. I think that's yeah. It is quite a good run. He has it has been quite impressive. I think that top three or four that you just read out. I think that's pretty much expected form. I know. Pretty standard. Um, if I was to, if you know. If if I was a bookmaker and laying out odds at the start of the race, I would have said Geordie would be favourite for that. Really? Who would you take? I haven't told you who came six yet. Who? Mind you, he has just pulled out 35Ks into a marathon. Lee Mattis. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, if, if I had seen the names on paper, obviously yeah. I would have I would have chosen Liam just based on what he's done. But remembering yeah. that he's, he's pretty fresh from a marathon and... A, he does a, race quite a lot too, which I think can give it quite a few... You know results that are maybe not quite to his true capabilities. Yeah, and I guess it is hard to look at sometimes when you're that sort of athlete running really high mileage. You don't know who's tapering, who's actually chasing the cash, or who's just pushing through. And you know, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. I'd actually, I'd love to know what his cool down look like. There's a great. There's yeah, a, I was I was running with him a couple of years ago, and uh, he he got beaten um, at the. Um, city to Bay in South Australia. Have yep. you heard this story? No, I haven't. Oh no. my gosh, you'll love this one. So he, he, got, he got beaten at City to Bay. He still ran an incredible time. I can't remember what year it was or what time he ran, but I just remember going far out. Like, that's a solid effort. Yeah. But he flew back from Adelaide to Melbourne that night. Yep. Um, I think his girlfriend took the car home, took the bags, and he went for a 30K solo run. Off the plane. But not, like, not just a solo run. He was averaging like 334s yeah. for a 30k run at the end of it, which is just like what? anyone out there who owns a garment is going to understand that that's not mucking around. So I wonder what his story is after this. If he was going in there expecting a win, um, that's a huge it could be the first it? man to run back from Tassie. <laughs> just run over the Bass Strait, why not? <laughs> <laughs> who else? Any other? Uh, Tommy Forthorpe um, was 7th yeah. in 29-16. Yep. Yep. I reckon good effort for like. Some of these, some of these eight fifteen hundred meter guys, I reckon they've had a good day. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good to see the depth too with the sub thirty runners at the moment, and you sort of hope that translates to something like Zadipak later on in the year. But yeah, that's true. Um, Genevieve Gregson thirty two thirty two took it out for the girls. Yep. Um, knocked over Emily Brickacek by ten seconds, which I thought was solid. Have you ever ran Burley? 
Uh, no, actually, I ran Launceston, never ran Burnley. Do you know if it's a quick course? I think it's got a reputation for yeah. being... I think it's got a reputation for being quick. Fire, anyone correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I reckon Stewie last year ran... I think you're ...pretty right. close to 20... Did he run 28 flat? He may have. 28 was, high? Yeah. Mate, there's going to be people out there shaking their heads, going, Tosh, you should know. <laughs> I, I don't have internet access where we are right now. My, my hotspot's cut out. Absolutely um, making stuff up. So I can't it? check that. <laughs> I'll say it with confidence and just don't Google it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I reckon Stewie's ran 28 something. 28 low is, is what rings a bell. Okay, well, um, yeah. A couple of good performances. That's good. I reckon uh, what I wanted to mention to you here, Athlete Social's recent, recent running news, it sort of ties back to... To a few things that we were speaking about just a couple of minutes ago, can I chuck a couple of athlete socials? Yep, please. Yeah, and I want to hear. I want to hear your opinion on these. Immediate reaction. Okay. Yes. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> okay. So Ryan Hall. Yep. Got a photo of the great man Kipchoge holding his shoes. Yeah. This is what he had to say. With all due respect to Elliot Kipchoge, questionable start. Yep. <laughs> As he's clearly the greatest marathoner of all time, regardless of the shoes he's in. Yep. When a shoe company puts multiple carbon fiber plates in a shoe with cushion between the plates, it's no longer a shoe. Yep. It's a spring and a clear mechanical advantage to anyone not in those shoes. Yeah. I'm just hoping athlete, uh, IAAF Athletics makes sure the upcoming Olympics and the WM majors, yes, yep. um, are fair playing fields for athletes of all brands. See next post for further clarification. Interesting. We're going to have to check that next post. So you, know? you can take this in a couple of different ways. So I think that there's a lot of athletes recently retired who would clearly be looking at the Vaporfly next percent and four percent, mm-hmm. almost with a form of jealousy that they didn't get to run in what's perceived as a real, um, you know, shoe that improves your performance. Mm-hmm. Um you know, on a side note too, I, I don't know this for a fact, but out of the top ten at you know this morning in Tasmania's ten k, I, I wonder how many were wearing next percent vaporflies. I, I would be surprised if it was any less than seven or eight out of the top ten, mm-hmm. which they work. Whether it's a placebo or whether it's a performance, um, you know, boost, I think that there is something there. And Ryan Hall's a sub two ten marathoner. I think you know he, in his right mind, would be sitting back wondering what he would have ran if this technology were available. I think the struggle is that the moment that people see those posts like that, it is very, you're putting yourself in the spotlight, and you know people are really shooting down any you know performance advantages that he might have been lucky enough to obtain. And mm-hmm. I, I did see that there were people out there pointing out. He's maybe a form of hypocrisy from Ryan Hall on this one because um, <laughs> um, he was talking about the custom shoes that Elliot had in the race, and yeah. it was it was pointed out that there was a couple of points in his career where he was flown out. He was an ASIC sponsored athlete, mm-hmm. and he was flown over for his own personalised racing flats. And oh, whether or not that's a comparable comparison, I'm not sure, but I, I think that he definitely put himself out there. I don't mind the post. I see where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm all for it. He's putting himself out there with his opinions, and I think there needs to be more of that. So yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, another form of hypocrisy I thought, which I mentioned to you in our house. Do you know who his coach was in his final years of running? <laughs> Do you know? I, I, I did read about this. I remember he uh, sacked his coach in favour of uh, being uh, good lord coached by his god, which was uh, yeah. controversial. So you would think if there was any advantage, <laughs> yeah, if God's on your side, I think you're fine. <laughs> yes. if God's not letting you win, I mean, well. Question why not? Yes, not to not to throw too much dirt, but it seems that the vapor flies were more effective than his coach in this yes. particular 
situation. I'm sure his God is a very uh, capable man, but maybe not in the form of track and field coaches. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. I'm horrible. Sorry, I just left church this morning. I shouldn't throw too much stuff. But uh, it, is, it just sounds funny when you say it like that, doesn't it? It does yeah, a, little it's a, a little bit. A little bit cringy. Little yeah, bit. we had a joke about, you know, maybe he was on his knees praying beside his bed of an evening, you know, what this next session could be. And, uh-huh. you know, God speaking in his ear, eight by a K off a minute, you know, just, uh, you know, that's that's how we got his sessions. Just like. didn't realise that Nick Bedeau was at his window yelling at the answer. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> Whispering <Fair> in his <laughs> ear. <laughs> all right, um, that's all pretty much in running news at the moment. Yeah. Right? I like that. That was a good little start. That was good. It was good. Bit well to talk done, about That was too. good. Thank you. Listener questions. I've got one yeah. that I want to throw at you. Um, this one's from Sarah. Uh, Sarah is a 19-year-old athlete from New South Wales. I think I could have just made up that last part about New South Wales. I can't, <laughs> can't read my own handwriting. Um, <clears throat> hey, guys, if you had one training session per week that you could not miss, which session would you do? Good question. One a week. It's, it's I tricky. Like it. I, I think I have to go the long run. I think everyone who's racing from any event arguably 800 up, needs a good Sunday run, upwards of as close to an hour and a half as you could get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think? Like, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know what it is. It's just, I always go back to um, Steve Montagetti's phone book theory. Um, yes, yeah, And yeah, the yeah. idea of just that that constant, consistent, persistent yep. long run just builds a, a, builds an incredible strength. And Sean Carant was telling me yesterday about Arthur Lydiard as a coach and some of the athletes that he worked with who – um, regardless of the fact they were 800 meter runners, was yeah. getting on some heavy mileage, and I think um, in my own running career that was one thing that if I if I uh, you know if I didn't want to miss it was it was that one session because it just I think psychologically physically it just leaves you feeling a lot stronger. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a there's a really good culture of it I know here in Australia of getting it done and you know specifically over hills and and whatnot, but um. Yeah, I think that it is the most important. I mean, there's lots of other sessions and sort of runs that you wouldn't want to miss either, but if you can only focus on one, or I think that that's it. Yeah, and it's hard sometimes as well because she didn't leave any details about the event that she's running. Yeah, or, um, <laughs> she's uh, a 200 sprinter. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> if that is a 200 meter event that you're training for, I'm sorry, I can't read my own writing here. If yeah. that's a 200 meter event that you're training for, um, yeah, just totally disregard our advice and speak to your coach and put in a sprint session. I would. <laughs> but, um, Not that we're experts at sort of uh, giving out training for 200 sprinters. Yeah, no, that's right. Yes, yes. if you're a 200 sprinter, disregard anything I've just said. Yeah. Um, hopefully that helps. So, guys, if you do have any. Uh, any questions, info at relaxrunning.com. Shoot them through. I'm going to promise that after that attempt, uh, I'm going to I'm going to write down <laughs> names, details a lot more carefully. Include what it is you're training for. Include what it is specifically. We'll give you a shout out. Yeah, we'll yep. give you a shout out. Um, yeah, we'll make sure we'll make sure the shout out's a lot cleaner than the one I just gave. <laughs> um, yeah, info at relaxrunning.com. I'll give you I'll give you a little place where you can find us later on in the chat as well. Yeah, if, if you're interested in following along. Um, Added value section. All right, this is I've I've totally copied this off of the minimalist podcast, okay, yep. which is um, one of my favourite podcasts. Yeah. Um, ironically enough, for what I'm about to say, uh, but what they do, they have a they have a really cool show structure where at the end of it they say, "Hey, what's adding value to your life this week?" Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I, when it comes to the running world, there's a there's a million different things that we can recommend. There's a million different things. <sighs> yeah, in, incredibly. I mean, it could be anything, really. Yeah. Yes. Um. So I thought, all right, added value section. This is a very open can of worms. Um. <laughs> but I'd be interested to whether if you run with podcasts, if you run with headphones yep. and things like that. There's yep. there's a lot of things we can recommend. Um. 
But with that said, I'm going to recommend to anyone out there, if you're lonely, running by yourself, um, get a set of headphones. If you haven't listened to the Minimalist podcast yet, do yourself a favor. I've, they've done about 150 now. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit biased. I'm friends with Ryan Nicodemus, who's one half of them. Uh, but these guys, their first 30 episodes are, are, are pretty unreal. I'm gonna. I've got to be. Honest, I haven't listened to any of their stuff. It's not your style, isn't it? I, I can't okay. imagine you getting into it. Well, thanks. I, yeah, I, I appreciate no, you saying that. You've just set me down that path. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Mate, maybe you would, but yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah. I reckon. Um, actually, yeah. Listen to a couple and tell me what you think. <laughs> Listen to something in the first ten because they, they do get a little bit repetitive in okay. my opinion after okay. about yeah. episode thirty. Um, what have you got? Anything out there you want to recommend to, to any runners? Oh, look, it's probably been said before, but following a, a path that you just took, if you're out there training on your own, doing a lot, and you, you know you are lacking that motivation, I, I just recommend getting off Strava, using a Garmin. Yeah. I think there's been so many runs, and especially my stage at the moment. I'm not training for anything apart from my own fitness. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I'm uploading a run up to Strava stops me walking for 50 metres. <laughs> I, I, I was just going for a 10K jog on Thursday night, I think, last week, and... Um, I got about 8K in and I thought, oh, I'm pretty tired here. I can't really be bothered. And, you know, I, realistically, I probably could have pushed it out longer, but I was lacking motivation, tired from a day at work. But knowing that that run was going on Strava pushed me through. Yeah. And it, it, it is about finding that intrinsic motivation, specifically if you're not training for something. Mm-hmm. My easiest advice for myself would be pick a race and, and build up to it. But because I wasn't, it, it worked. Yeah. And I think it's just a really awesome social media media community yeah, yeah just yeah, yeah that's right the, yeah. you just took the words out of my mouth the community that it builds yeah. whether you're running with people or not that's yeah. great um i i'm too embarrassed to run with my garment i need to update it because last year before <laughs> i ran the marathon i got rid of my running watch which was actually a good one yeah sent it to adam did no worries um <laughs> and uh i bought a t- do you know mark bamanas hmm He's a, no, he's more of a triathlete, good little runner, good yep. bloke. Um, but I bought his uh, bought his girlfriend's old running watch off him. <laughs> it's like a bright turquoise. It, yeah. it shouldn't be worn by any man. Yeah. Um, I try and run with confidence when I wear it. But yeah. I just got a new one myself. That's a nice looking. It's a yeah. nice size as well. Garmin two five. Yep. I was running with an Apple Watch before this, but I found the battery was just really starting to not even last the whole day. So I thought I'd go down the Garmin route again and. Come on, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Apple. <laughs> Mate, if one more person complains about their battery life, I don't care about how many great apps they have. Just podcasts, man. We're already, already slating Apple here, aren't we? We're going well. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm not sure if I need to make any like legal statements or whatever because yeah. I wouldn't know what they are. Or enemies. You know, um, enemies, yeah. Apple, we love you. I've got an Apple iPhone, uh, Apple computer. I shouldn't bloody no. throw too much. Wonderful here. products. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> Far out. I've just led into the guru's grill with my little grill. All right, so I'm like, tell me yeah. before. Okay, this is the next section in this podcast. Yeah. This is a new edition. Yeah. The Guru's Grill. Yeah. Maddie Williams, you're the guru. All right. You've never been short of an opinion. No, I love it. And I say I'll... that with all due respect. Yeah. Some good, some not so, but I'll still vocalise right. them. But I like the fact that you're happy to talk about it. Have you got anything on your chest this week that needs to get off? I do. Um, oh, damn. It's, it's more of a hope. And it's, it's a real hope that Athletics capitalises on this uh, newfound publicity around Elliot's. 159. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talked about track and field in Australia a lot. And I remember a couple of years ago, remember Nitro Athletics? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's the same bolt comes out and it's on live, Channel 10, I think it was. You know, everyone's talking about it and it just never happened again. 
you know, and so like I reckon Jen like uh, Jen Gregson was the best the best cheer squad you could ever have on the side of the home straight. Yeah, she was so, violently cheering at many points throughout. Mate, I wish you cheered for me that hard <laughs> any of my races. I didn't abuse that, but but um, I, I, I hope they capitalise, and I, you know whether that's you know holding an event where you can get someone like Elliot Kipchoge out, who's well spoken, is starting to have a profile where people I play football with. Know his name, mm. yeah, and I, I just hope that as a whole, not just Australian athletics, this is capitalised and we build from it, and you make the most out of this publicity because it doesn't come around very often. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can count them one hand the amount of times in the last two years track and field makes mainstream news, yeah. and this is a moment, and I think something needs to happen. I don't know what it is, and I'm not the answer. I don't have answers here. Otherwise, I'd probably be working for AA. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I just really hope that you know. Not, I'm not sure what it is, though. That's the problem. Mm. Yeah. Any ideas, Tyce? No. No. That's it. <laughs> it would be, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a funny sport when it comes to, like, I understand how yeah. much, with a sport like, with a sport like soccer, with a sport like, um... Well, what can you compare it to? Let's say swimming. So let's just say when Michael Phelps is at the top of his, you know, top of his range, and we didn't really ever need to do this in Australia because we were dominant as well. But let's just say we weren't as dominant. It mm-hmm. might have been getting Michael Phelps out to race a few local meets in, meets in Australia. So whether or not it's holding, you know, some fun run. I don't, you know, remember the Great Melbourne Run? I think it was. That yeah, was in, yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to get like really good, you know, fields out for that, and there used to be a bit of public press. It was, you know, Motram raced it when he was in his prime and whatnot. Yeah. And I, I think we need to be trying to sort of build on this publicity, saying, you know, what the world's only sub two hour marathoner is coming out and racing a ten k. Paying thirty grand, yes, you know, like make some mass petition participation races. You know, it's um something like that needs to happen. I Surely think. they yeah. could take some hints from from Nike or because yeah. the shoe brands are never short of using their star athletes as an opportunity to advertise their product, regardless no, yeah. of what it is. Like even Colin Kaepernick, it was a, it was a, a yeah. A, Sorry, a controversial statement which I can't be bothered yeah, going into. Um, so Start at the top here, aren't we? We've just gone for it. Um, but, mate, he's the face of every Nike bloody marketing campaign yeah. at the moment, which is which is interesting. So surely if we could look at – Nike's going to do something wonderful with this. Like, they, yeah. like chances are they've already done it. I mean, I cannot imagine how many of these – Vapor flies, they're going to run by a three-hour marathon. Who wants to run 250? Yeah. <laughs> but the worry about vapor flies is they're going to sell them anyway, I think. like, yeah. And they're not mass-producing them either. They're hard to get. Yeah, yeah. So like, it is the worry about that. That is the concern. I'm going off topic again, but, you know, Nike sponsors an athlete. What's the athlete actually bringing to the company? Mm. And, yeah, that's the concern. Like, do athletes do enough? Do athletes do enough For to... the company. I reckon the question is: Do companies do enough for the athletes? I think it works both ways. Yeah, you're probably right. It's a, it's a, it is an interesting thing because the amount of, like, obviously the shoes aren't going to get the publicity without the athlete in. Yeah, them. yeah. Um, I'm sure he's been looked after. Oh no doubt. Yeah, I'm oh, sure yeah. he's been looked after. Anyway, that was a weird tangent to a Wasn't question it? of how can we capitalise on this <laughs> great running. No, this experience. is good, The this, answer is yeah. we don't know. Yeah. Um, there is no answer. Give yes. up. <laughs> Sweet. You heard it first. Probably relax right the podcast. That was good. That was quite a friendly grill. That it wasn't was. even a grill. That was more just uh, let's have a chat about. I've decided I'll work up, I think. Like, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus week one. But nah. yeah, watch out. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to Hey, what's, uh, what's coming up? Here's an e- exciting new thing where this can be in the world of running, this can be in, in this podcast. Um, 
I've got some exciting news uh, for the podcast listeners out there. Yeah. We've got the great man, the incredibly suave and good looking. Actually, that's going to that's gonna tell you exactly who it is, isn't it? <laughs> Who's coming on this show? Well, I mean, yeah. Who else? Have to be Stuart McSwain. <laughs> I sent him a message on Insta the other day. I said, hey, Stewie, mate, Relax, relax Running Podcast is uh, the new big hit in the world yeah, of Australian yeah. athletics. In the world of Australian <laughs> athletics. Um, are you going to come on? He goes, mate, we'd love to help out. So... Um, for you listeners out there, Stu McSwain is, is going to be coming on in the next few weeks, which is super exciting. I want to get you on for that one, actually, because you know Stewie. Yeah, I think it would be a pretty good one to do. And I think even with talking about that Ineos 159 challenge, with him being a really integral part of that with his pacing, I think that would be a really good opportunity to sort of ask about what it was actually like, yeah. what the event was like, how was it run, you know, yeah. How good a bloke is Stewie? He's a pretty good bloke. <laughs> Mate, honestly, like, this is what I love. So when it comes to, it's in any field, once you start doing really yeah. well, you forget that the whole world doesn't care about your sport. Like, yeah. that was yeah. the biggest thing. Like, I, I still love running, yeah. even though I'm not competing anymore. Um, but as soon as I as soon as soon I left the sport, I realised, like, it's, you know, it's it's not the whole world. No. And I think yeah. Stewie seems to have that perspective. He he's going out, he's running fast, he's the best runner in Australia. Yeah. He's the most I hadn't seen him for about five years. I bumped into it at the tan a few years ago or two years ago. And um I thought, oh fuck, I wonder if he's still got time for me now, he's a fast man. <laughs> and uh I got out of the car, he goes, Oi, Tice. I was like, Stewie Mac, mate, he's still got it. Yeah, so I'm excited to get him on. Do you know the funny thing about Stewie is though, I'm not underselling his junior career mm-hmm. in any sense of the word, but like did did you predict where he would be at this point of his life? Oh, I don't think anyone like it's hard to predict a thirteen oh four man. Well, you we say that, but you look at someone like Gregson as a teenager, uh-huh. and I think he's performed as we expected. But I remember growing up with you know training in Ballarat, and Stewie was you know in his mid to low teens. Yeah, he just looked like he run of the mill skinny kid. Yeah, yeah. I have a I have a story about Stewie that I think has probably become bigger since he ran 331 and yeah. 13.04. I remember being up in Ballarat one day. I would have been, how much older? I mean, you're the same. I'm 32. I'm 31. So 31, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. we were, we were. Well, I was must have been 22-ish. And yeah. Stewie would have been 14. Mm-hmm. I remember running around Victoria Park up there, and I was just having a stinker. I don't know what was going on. But I, was just, <laughs> I was so tired. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, mate, this is a brutal sport. I just cannot be bothered being out here. And I looked up and I saw this kid just floating along. Yeah. And I thought, Farry, that guy moves nicely. Like, he yeah. just looked like he could run all day. And I remember going home and just thinking, Farry, Louis Stewie looked good today. To give it a bit of context, so we all sort of had the same coach around yeah. that part of our lives. And mm-hmm. I think Stewie was a boarder at one of the local schools there. Or, yeah, probably. Yeah. We'll go with that. We'll find out next week. Or yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, we used to see him quite a bit. But because, I guess, we were that little bit older, we didn't do a heap of running or sessions with him. But he was always thereabouts, the group, and, you know, getting around. And there was, in that junior squad, there was a good handful of them back in the day, weren't there? Yeah. Because Jack Davies was obviously the other one who used to... Well, him and Stewie seemed to have... Uh, he Jack Davies probably had the advantage as a junior, I reckon, in terms yeah. of his performances. Like, he was a better athlete on paper. Yeah. Um, and still, I've, I've, I'm really excited to see what Jack does in the next couple of years, just because yeah. of the fact that 29-12 is a good time. On road, I reckon. Uh, I reckon all going well if he can get a few more seasons. He's an incredibly talented athlete. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I ever would have predicted Stewie to be as, no. as fast as he is. But I'm so glad he is because it couldn't yeah. happen to a better bloke. Correct. Yeah. 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 Um, that's good. And just another great athlete to come out of the crop of Rod Griffin. Like he's. He's had a few. He's he's produced some some bloody good athletes. Um, yeah, it is interesting. Like Rod's obviously quite an amazing coach. Keeps it simple. 
There's nothing mm-hmm. special. That that's Australian training in general, isn't it? You know, nothing special. Consistency and it's uh, it, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. So if you've got any uh, questions for Stewie McSwain that you'd like me to ask him, <laughs> um, ladies, that can even be Stewie. Are you single? Um, feel, <laughs> feel free to send them through. I think I mentioned it before. Info at um, relaxrunning.com. And, uh, and and I'll get back to you and, and let you know to listen out because uh, I'll give you I'll give you a little plug. Um, let's run quote. I thought this could be a fun little addition as well. Yeah. Uh, so let's run.com. It's the go-to website for, for so many of us runners. Um, I want to throw this at you, Maddie, and you tell me your thoughts of a quote of the day. Yep. From Bernard Laguette. Okay, that's not a bad, not a bad one. I feel like Kipchoge has dominated the topic of today, and that's fine, whatever. He, he can for this week just because he's <laughs> pretty much climbed the Everest of running. Elliot, you know you inspire me. In yep. this room right here, you're inspiring me. Who sets limits? I'm going to say, I'm old. So what? I'm going to continue training hard. Bernard Lagak recounting what he said to Elliot Kipchoge after helping to pace him to a sub two-hour marathon. Lagak said he was inspired as he prepares for his own tests to try and make his sixth Olympic team at the U- at the 2020 US Olympic marathon trials. Yeah, what an impressive man. 44. Is that how old he is? 44. And it's funny because like we're both in our early 30s and, and I definitely feel, you know, maybe a bit sore in the morning after a hard run or a hard gym <laughs> session. Imagine doing that at 44. And I think like he, I'm not sure if he this might need to be fact checked, so I won't say definitively, but he ran Gold Coast this year, marathon. And I think he may have definitely qualified for the um, US Olympic trials of the marathon next year. I'm not sure if he had the Olympic qualifier. Well, what has he run for a marathon? Do you know how fast he oh, ran? I, I want to say 211, 212. Yeah, sure. Yeah, which, you know, you compare that to his, you know, his sub 330 over 1500 and whatnot, and definitely a sub 13 runner as well, over 5K. But I think where it's impressive is, is yeah, he's 44. He's struggled to do that over 5 or 15 now, and he's moved up to the marathon, and he's still competitive. Mm. Like, how amazing. It's, yeah, it, it just baffles me that, you know, someone could be doing that at that age. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is incredible. And I think to, to have an athlete of Bernard's, so that you look at the fact he's a... Yeah. Speaking of range, like, yeah, <laughs> I had Jordan Guzman on here the other day who yeah. I was impressed with his range. Yeah. Um, Bernard, like, yeah, what, he's a 326 man, 326 point, something right. at his best. Yes, um, yeah. He just got out-dipped, I reckon, by Alga Rougie. That would have been 2001 we're going back to now. Smooth mover too. I incredibly like, smooth oh. mover. <laughs> Um, some of his times that he's put up to have an athlete of that quality looking up to a bloke like yeah. Ali and going, mate, like you're in, you're inspiring me. Yeah. You know he's obviously doing something, and I just, I really do like that mindset because it's it's so easy once something's been done, yeah. to justify how it was done and why it was done, and, yeah. But to actually be a bloke who's who's setting that standard, who's actually going out and trying to trying to make these things happen, yeah. it's a completely different ball game. You've got to pioneer the way, don't you? And and that just. There's that much more fear and trepidation involved in that because you're not looking as to what someone else has done before. You're the first person to do so, which is, yeah, it's scary. It is. It yeah. is really scary. And I think, um, like, I'm, I'm a massive believer in the power of mindset, as I think most athletes are. Yeah. But I think this just takes it to a new level because even in the lead-up, I hate admitting this, lead-up to the two-hour marathon, I thought, oh, he had a pretty good run last year. Like, is he really going to get yeah. that close again? Yeah. Then when he came out and beat his time by so much and actually broke the – Broke the two-hour barrier. I thought, oh, my gosh, Tyce, when are you going to learn, mate? Like, come on, <laughs> like, expand your horizons a little bit. Uh, That's good. Have you got any questions for our listeners just to wrap it up? We've, uh, we've answered uh, one of theirs. Is there, is there anything that you wanted to, to throw out to them or any questions that you think um, 
you'd no, like to hear their opinion on? I'd just be interested in getting some uh, feedback from the listeners that we have and any questions that you would like to ask Tyson and myself about anything to do with what we've spoken today or any you know feedback or direction that you'd like to take us like us to take in the future. Yeah, get you know. Get in contact. That's a good point because yeah. we were speaking about before we hit record yeah. today. I've got my format here, and I said, "Ah, like I think this is interesting. Like I'm, inter- yeah. I would be interested to hear this." But yeah, you're right. If there's anything out there that we've completely ignored that you think would be incredible to listen to, make sure you shoot that through. Anything you disagree with, tell uh, us. Yes. Yeah. Also, here is my personal question to the audience. <laughs> I want to know. Um, and so many people are going to have to do this. <laughs> and I just don't care. Um, Ali Kipchoge, clean or dirty? I just want your opinion. There's no way you can vote. Just send it through. Yeah. Um, Inforelaxrunning.com. I'm not going to name you on this one. I just want to hear a general consensus from our audience. What's dirty though? Um, are you talking? Okay. Good. Okay, Maddie. Take Sorry. It. No, don't. <laughs> this is what we need to hear for. So this is what concerns me. What's dirty? I think people are. Are we talking? You know, is he injecting EPO weekly, or is he using <laughs> technological assistance? And you know, what what is what is doping? And I think we have a mindset of doping as, you know, someone sitting in this shady laboratory and, you know, infusing blood, you know, or is doping, you know, pushing the boundaries of technology? And I I, I do, I think it's a legitimate ethical question that needs considering. And I think for what it's worth, Kipchoge is clean in the classic sense. I don't think he's abusing performance enhancing drugs. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think there's no suspicion there. I think it all makes sense. What he's done, his progression makes perfect sense. But I just, yeah, um, there's part of my mind that says, Matt, this guy is pushing the limits, I think, and it's not even him. I think it's the sport in general and the pressure from the sponsors. Mm-hmm. I think the limits are being pushed of what's fair and equitable. It's not a question, it's not an angle I've heard many people take that conversation when you talk about cheating. Yeah. We think about, okay, you're taking any yeah. um, you know, unnatural, or, or are you taking yeah. any substances that is actually just giving you a physical advantage mm-hmm. um, like within your body. But the fact is, um, yeah, is doping, can it be an external thing as well? I think it has to because I look at cycling and, you know, there was a lot of questions back in the day about some cyclists potentially using electronic motors hidden in their bikes. We're talking Tour de France riders here. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, that was electronic doping. Yeah. That's what they referred to it as. And I think that, you know, these questions do need to be asked about footwear. There was a, a shoe company a few years ago which got banned by the IAAF for literally having springs in their shoes. Right. Spyro or something like that. And they they sponsored these B grade canyons. Yeah. And then they would go out and they were running like <laughs> ridiculous PBs and then they're like, hang on a sec. And what's happened here? Well then the company went bust, I'm presuming. You haven't heard from them in years, and it just got like, you know, it's stomped out really early. And I t- companies are going to, you know, push technology limits. I love that. I love that a company would think they won't check under the sole of their shoes. <laughs> I guess my point is, what's the difference with a carbon fibre plate? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what you think. Conversations going. Yeah, seriously, send that through. I'd be interested to hear as well. <laughs> um, hey, guys, brand new podcast. So, obviously, um, if you want to, if, if, if you've enjoyed what you heard, if you enjoyed the, the great guru being on the show today, I love how hard I'm plugging that name for Audience, you. Audience, come up with a different name Seriously, for me, nah, please. I reckon, come on. Oh, yeah, us, <laughs> let us know if you like the guru name. I'm going to post a photo of us today so you can get yeah. a photo of his good looking head so you know who he is. Um, I didn't really, you know what I'm going to do? What do you a new addition to this yeah. podcast would be called To Test Your Guru Knowledge. I'm going to come up with random questions for you, and it's going to be called Test the Guru. Um, and this will be a legit audience too. Like he's yes. not going to tell me these because no, I, I'm not telling you because I I, I, I I rate my trivia ability, so I yes. want to be put on the spot here. Oh, dude. <laughs> okay. 
really good. <laughs> I want to fire one at you right now. Oh, but I'm going to embarrass myself first off. Okay, but we're going to do it today. I'll give you some time. <laughs> <laughs> um, my confidence is really <laughs> late. Yeah, yeah, we're going to leave you with high confidence for the first one. Guys, if you enjoyed the podcast, hey, do us a favour, share it with your mate. Could you also... Um, is this, is this weird that I'm asking people to do this? Am I being too what, what needy? I want to ask them to leave a review on the on the actual show. That's helpful, isn't it? It's leave helpful, I think. You know, just like if, if they it, don't want to do it, they don't have to. do it. If it's a one star review, just reconsider. But yeah, seriously. <laughs> like honestly, yeah, just give us some feedback uh, via email before you leave one yeah. star. But if you liked it, hey, five stars is the ultimate option. Yeah. That would help us. Leave a comment as well. Now, okay, yeah. here's the thing. All right, I'm in the process of organising some good little good little deals with some. Um, shoes, sunglasses. I'm trying to get some uh, little things to give away to our listeners. So Contact has been ask. made with some big companies. Contact guys. has been yeah. made, yes. Yep. So here's what we're going to do. If you're interested in getting yourself some uh, new running equipment. Um, freebies. I, yes, freebies. I can't name exactly what it is just yet because I don't know what will be being sent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but It'll be worth it. Yes. We'll uh, make it worth it. Leave a five-star review. Leave a review of our podcast. Be nice yep. at the base of, what's it called, Apple Podcasts. Just yeah. leave a nice little review. Yep. I'm going to be choosing the best comment. We'll be choosing the best comment. Yep. Um, and I'll make contact with you, <laughs> let you know what, what we've been given and whether or not you want it. Yes. Um, there's a little bit of incentive for you. I would, have, I would have snapped that up when I was 15 years old. Anytime someone offered something free, I'd go, yeah, that's I need that. Yeah, I, I would have just gone straight to eBay too. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that, guys. <laughs> yeah, um, guys, so we have two followers on the brand new Instagram account. It might be up to three by now. Hopefully. Um, I haven't even followed yet, guys. Haven't you? I don't think, I, don't think I have either. <laughs> I made it the other day. <laughs> Sweet. Um, uh, Instagram page, relaxed underscore running. Yep. Check it out there. Follow along. It's embarrassing to have two followers on your Instagram account. But here's what's also embarrassing. Posting all this running and news on my mainstream account. I'm, it's like, yeah. you know when people just post a thousand photos of their baby? You're like, just create a baby page. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry to... Oh, they won't be listening because they don't care about running. But all my mates um, are, are pretty sure are yeah. going to be sick of all my Instagram running posts and podcasts. So um, if you want to keep up to date with that, jump on relaxed underscore running. That is our Instagram page. That's where the new additions are going to be up there. Yep. Um, and Facebook is just relaxed running. Check that out. Yep. Um, get in touch. As we said, hey, let's make this a, let's make this a conversation rather than just me and Maddie talking and you guys sitting there listening. So shoot through anything that you want us to answer or talk about. Anything else you want to chuck in there? Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Really excited for how, where this is going to head. How many furfies did you get through? A few. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not did sure you? if you can tell, guys, but I'm, no, no, <laughs> I've been quietly sitting right here. I can <laughs> That's good. All right, brother. Hey, thanks for coming on. That was good. That was a good start and uh, the start of many more to come. All right, guys. Take it easy. Good work. See you, bro. See you, guys. Dude. Sweet. Oh, that felt good. It did feel good. Yes. I'm still recording. I'm going to leave this in. <laughs> <laughs>